0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home?
1: Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you all the latest news and information
0: of special interest to new migrants settling in Dunedin. Welcome to Resettling in Aotearoa with Citizens Advice Bureau.
1: Kia ora koutou, no mai, mai, Welcome back to um, Resettling in Aotearoa with Citizens Advice for Underneedin. Ko Anna tōku so I'm Anna, I'm the manager here. And today our guest is Rula Talama. Um, and Rula, you have a new role, so you might want to introduce that yourself.
0: Kia ora koutou, uh, Rula Talama. I'm oh. a lead advisor network um, at the Ministry of Education, um, but prior to that, I used to work as a senior advisor for refugee and migrant uh, education. So I'm part of the local team here in Dunedin, uh, covering uh, Otaku Southland. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. And thank you for having me again.
1: Yeah, so this is um, our third part where we've had you. Our first two were more um, general, the education system and everything in New Zealand. But today you're going to tell us a little bit more what's happening, I guess, in the background and sort of, you know ministry um what's happening in the education system i guess so the first thing like the changes that may be happening which um is is sort of lead, going towards the education system focusing more on the learner which sounds fantastic and and whanau um, and people's culture and language
0: sure actually we are at a very privileged Uh, time because we are witnessing uh, steady and well-planned changes in the education system in Otero and New Zealand. Um, But these changes came about because parents from ethnic minorities told us how they see the future of the education system. So it came from the Fano, from the parents, from the teachers, from the students as well. So these voices emerged from the Education Conversation Corero Matoronga in 2018. Uh, The Ministry of Education reached out to all New Zealanders as part of a conversation on the future of education in New Zealand. Um, Most of that discussion was taking place around the significant changes being proposed to almost uh, our entire New Zealand education system, uh, as part of something called the Education Work. Uh, program. Um, so the ministry received an amazing array of diverse views which have helped us uh, understand the needs of different groups. Uh, we've begun collating uh, what over uh, 43,000 uh, submissions, which told us uh, that uh, uh, which which actually formed a series of reports. And based on what we have heard, uh, we already changed uh, the way, or started to change the way we work together to shape the future of education in New Zealand. So I'll I'll go now into the results um, uh, and share some of that. So uh, yeah, part part of those uh, diverse discussions included conversations with the ethnic communities uh, with some main points. Um, this is what the parents said to us. Uh, parents and families wanted more involvement in education and to grow their understanding of the New Zealand education system. The parents also told us that identity, language, and culture should be better valued in schools, you know, affirmed and recognized. Uh, there are many passionate teachers who are great, and this should be recognized as well. Uh, the parents also told us that uh, teaching practices should be more consistent uh, uh, in, uh, and supporting st- students to feel safe and valued as individuals. Um, also, they told us that access to different pathways and transitions should be uh, should be through uh, the education system and could be improved to help children thrive. Uh, they also told us that bias and racism. Exist and that they are harmful to both students and parents. Uh, also, being accepted as Kiwis and feeling supported are essential for their well-being. Um, we've also heard that community-based organisations are doing excellent work with families and schools, and this, you know, could be tapped uh, into. Um, you know, this expertise, so we can build on that expertise in the community. Um, We've also heard that meaningful employment, less conflict, and better support for physical and mental health should be priorities. Um, so the ethnic communities um, they led the change, but they were also uh, they were also part of uh, other groups, including Maori, Pacific communities, people with disabilities, and young people. Now, Moving forward, following the conversations in 2018, the ministry in 2020 released the National Education and Learning Priorities, what is called the NELP, and also released the Tertiary Education Strategies, TES. Uh, Both these documents set out the priorities that will ensure the success and well-being of all our learners. So the NELP sets the government's education priorities for early learning and schooling while the TES sets out the government's education priorities for tertiary education and training. Now, these priorities were were agreed by the cabinet in August uh, 2020. Uh, So what are they? The NELP and TES uh, uh, priorities will help create education environments that are learner-centered, and where more of our learners are successful. They encourage all places of learning to focus on ensuring that, uh, so first, ensuring that they are safe and inclusive and free of from racism, discrimination, and bullying. Second, strengthening the quality of teaching uh, our learners to receive um, uh, uh, the skills they need to succeed in education, work, and life. Collaborating more with Fano, employers, the industry, and communities. Uh, taking account uh, of learners' needs, identities, languages, and cultures in their practice. And finally, incorporating Tereo Maori and Tikanga Maori into everyday activities. So, These are very powerful uh, documents that actually set our strategies and vision for the future. And from those documents, all the policies and practices that we have and we encourage and we uh, advise uh, learning spaces to have are built upon these uh, founding documents.
1: And they're available publicly now, those documents?
0: They are available publicly. So if you uh, search for the NELP, the uh, national education and learning priorities. You'll find them available, uh, available publicly, and also the tertiary education strategy.
1: Nice. Sounds it sounds pretty good. Um,
0: it is very person. all very
1: important stuff going forward, and um, I think it's a long time coming. So it sounds fantastic. Um, so I suppose leading on from this, from that, do you, you mentioned about? Um, you know, safe and inclusive, and free from racism, discrimination, and bullying. So, tell us about um, you know what the ministry is, how it's striving, or what it's doing to ensure that, that that all schools are free of racism and discrimination. Great.
0: Right. It's a, it's a huge um, topic. And as I mentioned earlier, what we heard from parents is that they recognize and acknowledge that there is discrimination and racism in schools. But I'd like to start by giving a simple definition of discrimination, and that is when you treat another person unfairly based on something about them that is different to you or to your group, or at least something you believe to be different. Uh, It can happen both in people's public and private lives. Uh, people can be discriminated against for their race, gender, disability, gender identity, sexuality, religion, employment status, uh, or age. So these are mic- markers of identity that could be, um, you know, discriminated against. Now. We strive to ensure that our schools are free of discrimination and racism because acts of discrimination often have negative impacts, making the person uh, feeling affected, uh, feeling unsafe uh, when people are unable to express themselves. On top of that, it can be damaging to their mental health and limiting their experience of success and enjoyment of their daily life. So you can imagine how that affects students in schools. Uh, Schools have anti-bullying policies and practices that are reinforced by continuous professional development for staff and education for students as well. So schools offer um, pastoral care, Counseling to give students a safe space to express themselves, and make the school aware of any issues happening in their school life, um, and sometimes also in their uh, home life. Uh, parents uh, are also encouraged to talk to their children, especially in secondary school, and have um, and work with school to eliminate any bullying. We also have uh, resources available on our ministry's website, which is. Uh, parents.education.govt.nz. So this is one of the ministry's websites dedicated for parents outside of the main website. So go back to school if you notice that your child is unhappy at school or not adjusting well. Um, If issues are not resolved, there are processes to put a complaint. Now, Schools also have different programs and initiatives, including a powerful program called Positive Behavior for Learning, Mm. or PB4L. Um, They also have their own programs for strengthening the cultural identity of children, so they are confident and are able to relate to others. Uh, The ministry also funds something called TALANOA ACO, which is a pacific parent education program. It aims to equip and empower parents, families, and communities with the skills, knowledge, and confidence they need to champion their children's education. Now, starting in 2020, uh, the Ministry of Education also started the Community Hubs. These are similar initiatives, but for ethnic minorities. Including new migrants and former refugees, so that's what I can say about um this topic
1: so just tell me um so the you know you say the schools um you know expect to do professional development and are they accountable to the ministry for that? Do they have to report back to the ministry of the professional development they're doing in those areas um, you know in some sort of way or
0: well uh- The professional learning development is available for um, schools, and um, as we work in the sector enablement and uh, support, we support the schools to use those uh, opportunities. Mm. It will show in their um, charters, in their, um, you know, strategic planning, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's a reflective of, uh, you know, a reflection of their community, the parents who constitute, you know, that community. Um, Having mentioned that, at the moment, the new priorities for our professional learning development, uh, one of, of those priorities is actually cultural capability. And under the cultural capability, um, ESOL bilingual uh, students' needs are included. So uh, schools are encouraged to actually apply if they want to learn more on how to work with former refugees or migrants, understanding their journey, and increase in general their cultural competency, Mm -hmm. um, working with students. So the resources are there. And we we make sure that the ministry funds uh, that and make it available for our schools.
1: And just quickly before we go on to the next question, um, the counselors in the school are they? Is there a requirement to have a counselor for a certain amount of hours a week, or you know, what's the sort of? Because it seems to be quite varied. Like some counselors seem to have other roles at the school as well, or they might be not there all the time, or they might be the international liaison, so they're overseas or, you know, so is there is is that quite flexible for the schools? Is there not sort of a, what, tell me about how that works, please.
0: Right. Okay. Um, So uh, at the moment there is a um, a program and funding for uh, school counselors. So that was identified as a need, um, at the moment, like in our region, uh, in primary schools, uh, what we had was the chat bus in mm. some schools, not all of them. And um, there is some, you know, uh, ups and downs in funding that initiative, but there will be more uh, counselors in schools. I can uh, send you a link to further information about that to be added to the podcast um, That's what I can comment on at the moment. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, now there's these exciting pilot community hubs happening. Not one here in Dunedin yet, but in Christchurch and further north. Do do you want to tell us a little bit about those?
0: Correct. Yeah. So uh, very exciting uh, opportunity. Yes, we still don't have it here, you know, down in the south, but it's uh, expanding gradually, as it was piloted. So I'll give you a little bit of. History. So, again, following the education conversation, the Corero Mataronga in 2018 with the ethnic communities, uh, but also the events of the 15th of March in 2019, um, there was an opportunity for the Ministry of Education to develop a response to support ethnic parents and families to be informed, empowered, and uh, confident supporters of their uh, children's learning journeys. Um, Parents and families indicated that they wanted to be more involved in education and grow their understanding of New Zealand education system uh, to appreciate what their children are learning. Uh, They also would like us to be proactive in the support for children and young people's identity, language and culture. Um, in addition, parents and families wanted to build skills and knowledge to enhance well-being and engagement in education, especially in uh, trying and challenging times. So, as you know, uh, the Ministry of Education uh, d- uh, delivers uh, some uh, education sessions as part of an orientation for former refugees once they move from Mangare to the resettlement regions, uh, which is delivered under the, you know, either Red Cross or uh, Presbyterian support, whoever the organization that is actually contracted by MB to uh, uh, deliver the Pathways to Resettlement program for former refugees. But we don't have anything similar for migrant um, families. Yes there are information on uh, education in new zealand for uh, migrant families before they come to the country but nothing ongoing in the community so hence you know giving all that history of uh, the education conversations and what we've heard and learned after march 15 we had those initiatives that started as a pilot in 2020 um, the initiatives aim to provide parents and families with access and understanding of the New Zealand education system to champion learning and education aspirations and to facilitate and build capability, knowledge, and confidence of parents and families to partner with schools in supporting good learning outcomes and also to give the opportunity for culturally appropriate, uh, purposeful, and inclusive uh, response to meet local needs of ethnic parents, families, and their children, um, such as support uh, of good learning outcomes through bilingualism. As I said, that started in 2020 as a pilot in Christchurch, but then the following year, it was uh, expanded and extended to have uh, community hubs in Christchurch, Wellington, uh, Hamilton, and Auckland. So hopefully in the future we can see them um in more uh centers uh, like Dunedin or Invercargill or any other major um cities and towns in the South Island as well.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's the plan to expand expand them as, if, as
0: everything as is, possible. Con- is everything is contingent on yeah. availability of resources, of course. Yeah,
1: of yeah. course. Yeah, that sounds um, great. It sounds fantastic.
0: Thank you. And I'll send you the links that we have uh, discussed uh, earlier so when people go and listen to the podcast they could also uh, see where they can look at further resources. Thank you
1: Rula for joining Thank us today you. and kia ora to all the listeners. Hopefully that's been really um, informative for you all. Um, I found it very informative. Yes and remember Citizens Advice Bureau is available. We're, we're opening it, well we're transitioning back to face-to-face next week. Still on a case by case basis, but if people do want to come and see us face to face, they can they can ring us at the time they want to come in. If we're free, we can probably see you. But we're just having one person in at a time, um, and hopefully soon, as um, everything evolves, we will be going back to normal face to face at some time soon. Um, but yeah, we're available 471-6166 or the free phone number eight hundred three six seven triple two. Um or our website's got heaps of information, www.cab.org.nz. Yeah. So um thank you everyone. Have a great weekend.
0: Thank you, Anna. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners.